wherever we want to go, we go. That's what a ship is, you know. It's not just a keel and a hole and a deck and sails. That's what a ship needs. But what a ship is. What the Black Pearl really is. Is freedom. Welcome to Second Opinion, the reviews show here on the Nexus. I am your host, Ian R. Buck, and today I will be talking about the Marin Four Corners Touring Bike. Find the show notes for this episode at thenexus.tv slash SO117. So, the Marin Four Corners. Uh, this is a $1,200 touring bike. Uh, there is only one variety of this thing, only one trim. You can't, you know, choose different price points or anything. Um, you do get to choose what color. Uh, most years it comes in two different colors. Uh, and uh, and, I'll, and I'll talk about that a little bit more in the future because um, the, the colors have changed over the years a little bit. Um, so, yeah, what's on this bike? Um, what components has it got and everything? So the uh, frame and the fork, full steel. Um, most of the other components are aluminum. Um, so it's got double walled uh, aluminum wheels. Um, it comes with mechanical disc brakes. Uh, it comes with uh, 42C tires. Um, although uh, if, if you get the extra small or the small sizes, then it's um, um, 650B uh, wheels. Um, all the other sizes are 700C. Um, the, the, the tire that it comes with is the, uh, WTB Resolute. Um, if you're curious, you can go and look that one up. Um, it has a three by nine drivetrain, um, and, uh, the derailers and the, you know, all, like all the shifting and all the brakes and everything like that, that whole system is mostly, uh, Shimano Sora components. Um, and actually when, when I was shopping around, uh, and I saw this thing and saw that it had a three by nine drivetrain, I like initially was kind of like hesitant, um, because, you know, I had been having some trouble with my, with my old bike, you know, with the, the like two by nine or two by 10 or whatever, whatever my drivetrain was on that thing. Um, the, you know, the front derailleur was always kind of a little bit finicky and giving me trouble. So I was like a little hesitant. I wanted to like try out like a one by 11 or something like that. Um, but crystal down at, uh, at lower town bike shop managed to convince me that, uh, you know, for touring, especially when you're like fully loaded with, uh, with panniers and, uh, you're trying to like climb out of the Mississippi river Valley in like Winona, Minnesota or whatever. Um, you're, you're really going to want to have, uh, those extra, extra spinny, uh, speeds that, that a three by nine drivetrain affords you. And you know what? She is absolutely right. Uh, I'm really glad that I've got, I've got that many speeds, uh, to choose from. Uh, and then the, uh, the saddle is, uh, is also from WTB. Uh, I'm not sure exactly which saddle model it is, but, uh, yeah. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about saddles later on. So my particular bike, um, I bought this thing in uh, 2020, spring of 2020. So 
Uh, I'm pretty sure that I have the 2020 model. Um, it does look, uh, you know, looking at pictures um, it, on the website, it looks like the geometry is just a little bit different than, you know, the current model, which is the 2022 model. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's very, very similar. Um, but the important thing is that the, uh, the, the bike that I bought is this gorgeous gorgeous like sky blue color and that color is no longer available um, for the 2022 model you can only choose between a like uh, red highlights on a black background or um, you know kind of this like olive green background with like a lighter uh, kind of tan uh, highlights so uh, I personally think that I, I lucked out and got the best the best color scheme uh, that you could have gotten with this thing, especially since like the tires that come with it are these like tan walled, uh, you know, really big thick tires, and they look oh it it's it really like it, it it's a gorgeous bike. Um, I have had to like come to terms with the fact that I now have a bike that is more attractive than I am. Um, but you know what? It, it is what it is. Like, I know my place in the world. So uh, I named my bike the Eagle uh, after the Apollo 11 Lunar Lander because uh, this thing takes me wherever I want to go. It will, it will take me as far, as far as I want to go. Um, and speaking of which, actually, this is now the bike that I have ridden the farthest. Uh, if you listened to our last episode uh, where Brandon Johnson and I were reviewing the Specialized Cirrus, um, at that time, you know, just, just two weeks ago, uh, I said that the Specialized Cirrus was the bike that I had ridden the farthest, uh, and that was true at the time. And now... Just two weeks later, um, the the Marin Four Corners has surpassed that. Uh, I've put almost 13,500 kilometers on this bike, uh, and I've only had it for, you know, a year and like four months or so uh, at this point. So um, definitely like having a touring bike and being able to go the distance, um, ridiculous, ridiculous distances, like it's, it's amazing how much faster... Uh, you know how quickly you can you can rack up the kilometers and like and and it all adds up uh, so quick that it's like oh no, yeah now this like I haven't had this bike for very long but it is the bike that I have ridden the farthest it's amazing so yeah it's uh, very clearly designed and marketed as a touring bike I mean like just think about the the name of the model the four corners like it's kind of perfect isn't it um, but it, it does have some small nods to like gravel riding as well. Um, so like the, the tires that come with it by default, these 42C uh, tires, they're, they're lightly knobby. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very clearly like when I, when I test rode this thing, uh, number one, this was like the first kind of full steel frame bike that I had ever really ridden. Um, and combine that with like having these really big tires. Um, you know, I, I was uh, whipping around in, in the pothole ridden streets of downtown St. Paul uh, testing this thing out. And I was like, I was, I was amazed. I was like, this is the smoothest ride I have ever had. And, and that includes like, you know, the old mountain bike that I used to have that had, uh, shocks on the front forks. Um, and this thing just, it, it felt, it, it felt so smooth, so good, uh, to, to be riding. Um, 
So yeah, so a lot of these optimizations that they've made for touring, um, I mean, luckily, like anything that you really, that you do to make a bike good for touring is also going to be good for commuting, which is, I mean, since this is currently the one and only bike that I own, I, I do want to be owning more bikes, but I'm having trouble acquiring more bikes. Um, <laughs> it is a very good thing that, that this thing works really well as a, as a commuter and as a, like, uh, just in the city running errands. You know, this is my workhorse. And uh, and being a touring bike really serves that purpose as well. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about some of those things that, that go into making it a t- good touring bike. Um, it's really comfortable. Uh, they, you know, even though this thing comes with drop bars, uh, it's, it's got a really, it's, it's a relatively upright posture. You know, I'm not talking, we're not on like a Dutch style kind of swept back, um, uh, handlebars, you know, kind of cruiser. Um, but like, you know, compared to a lot of the like really, really aggressive postures that, uh, that some road bikes put you in, um, you know, this thing, like my back is usually at about a 45 degree angle. Um, when I'm, when I'm riding, uh, in, in, you know, not, not down in the drops, but like, you know, with my hands up on, uh, resting on the, the brake levers and shifter area. Um, but of course, you know, I can get, uh, relatively aggressive with the, with the drop bars as well. Um, and, and I have added, uh, I've put some, some, uh, arrow bars on it, uh, as well for some of those really long, much longer rides, uh, where I just, you know, you need to just get nice and nice and settled and, you know, uh, just pound out, pound out the kilometers. Um, it's got a really long wheelbase, uh, gives it lots of stability. Um, it's extremely compatible with just about any accessories that I have thrown at it. And, and I'm talking not just like cargo racks, obviously, it's built to, you know, take just about any cargo racks that you might put on it, both front and rear racks. Um, but it's also got like a humongous triangle for uh, water bottles or a frame bag. Um, the the head tube cap is, you know, like a nice standard size, so I can put uh, accessories like a phone mount or uh, a USB charger or whatever I want to um, up there in the cockpit area. Yeah, um, very compatible. Um. This is going to sound a little bit ridiculous, but like one of the things, one of the the final selling points that pushed me over the edge, that convinced me to pull the trigger on this bike is the fact that it has six mounting points for water bottle cages. Um, Now, of course, like I don't think that I ever use more than three of those spots for water bottles at a time, um, but it does allow me a lot of flexibility for like different cons- configurations. Um, okay, so so like three of the water bottle cage spots are inside the triangle. Um, one of them is under the down tube, and then we've got two on the fork. You know, one on the left and one on the right. Um, so the different configurations that I've kind of played around with for this, um, like when I'm riding around in the city, um, I usually use panniers for my cargo, um, and then I'll have like three water bottles inside the triangle, and uh, and I'll put my folding lock under the down tube because my folding lock, you know, has this really nice mount that just, um, you know, that screws into one of my water bottle uh, cage spots. Uh, when I go out on rides with the Minnesota Randonneurs, um, which, you know, those are usually uh, a long ride, but they're still just like one day rides. Um, so I'm not having to like pack the entire kitchen sink along with me. Um, 
I usually put uh, the, a frame bag into the triangle, and then I put a water bladder into that frame bag. Um, and uh, and so so for those uh, I don't even like bother bringing water bottles um, you know with me usually um, but if I do feel like I need to bring more water then I can like put a couple of bottles uh, on the for- on the fork um, but then for like you know like solo touring or you know or group touring but like you know if, for true like city to city touring I would you know kind of have everything that I can possibly put on this on this bike so I would have my panniers I would put a frame bag on there um, possibly I would take a saddle pack with me as well um, and so then uh, in that case you know I would uh, take the folding lock off of the uh, the the under down tube uh, spot and I would put uh, my little tool kit down there I've got a tool canister um, that can go under, you know, that, that slots into a, uh, water bottle cage. And I would put that under the down tube. Um, if you want to hear more about my like tools setup, uh, listen to just a couple of episodes ago here. That was second opinion number 115, I believe, um, link to that in the show notes. All right, so the positive points of this bike. Um, like I said earlier, this is the smoothest ride that I have ever had. Um, like I said, steel, full steel, plus big tires, winning combo. Um, and honestly, like I, I've gone on a few gravel uh, rides with it, um, and you know, this this is the bike that I uh, really learned that I don't need to fear gravel roads with. Um, so I think you know I. If I if I wanted to go and do like a true gravel race or something like that, um, you know, I would not feel the need to like explore an entirely different bike frame for that. I would probably just go and like swap out the the slick tires that I have on it currently with you know some like bigger lightly knobby tires. Um, maybe even I would go back to the ones that uh, originally came with this bike. Who knows. Um, it is super comfortable um, as long as I, I do have to keep in mind like my posture if I if I don't think about it you know I can kind of like let my back slouch a little bit um, and you know but but as long as I as long as I think about it often enough I can make sure that I've got my like hips rotated properly and you know and my and my back uh, nice and flat um, you know the, I I haven't had any issues with like you know with my well my hands go numb like after a very very long time but like they it it takes a long time to get to that point um and you know the drop bars like give you a lot of different um places where you can where you can hold them uh in different ways so um yeah that's not too too much of an uh of a a concern um now the big the key to making this really really work for me as a long distance touring bike of course was getting the bike professionally fit to me um that was definitely worth definitely worth the money um and uh and i highly recommend it uh and then finally this bike is just it is supremely practical right there is there is nothing uh about it that they that that is their without good reason right um it's not trying to be like fancy uh in in any ways um it's it's like it bends over backwards to be 
compatible with just about anything that you throw at it and um you know and it will it will carry you the distance and it will carry all the stuff that you could possibly want to put on it um it's like i almost this is going to sound absurd but like i almost feel like i i don't even need to explore uh cargo bike options because like i, I it's so so rare that I encounter like something that I'm trying to carry that I cannot carry on this bike. Um, I have I I have so much cargo capacity on it. Now I do acknowledge that uh, I am I'm definitely helped along by the fact that I have extremely long legs. I'm very tall, so of course I have the extra large um, size for this for this bike. Uh, and actually the extra large you know might not have been quite large enough for me um when when i went and got fit uh we kept like moving the saddle up moving the saddle up um and eventually like we just ran out of seat post uh and so jeremy had to like go into the back and grab a different seat post that wasn't the stock one that came with the bike um so that we could uh you know keep keep moving it up higher and higher um but uh, you know, despite that, like um, it 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 does it does feel comfortable for me, um, and uh, and so so I think it's it's not it's not far off from being large enough for me. Um, but because it is the biggest version of this frame that that they made, uh, you know, I don't have to worry about anything about like like toe clearance, heel clearance, nothing like no concerns. Um, you know, it's it's not quite like you know a long tail cargo bike, but. Um, I, I have not had any issues with like any of the uh, any of the cargo that I try to put on it, like bumping into things. Nothing's rubbing against the wheels or anything. Um, tons of clearance, and part of that is, of course, because like you know, because they they wanted this thing to be uh, useful for gravel, right? And they put these giant forty two C tires on it uh, by default, like. As soon as you take those tires off and you put, you know, some smaller, like anything from from like 28 to 35, like you've got so much extra clearance between your tire and the fork. Like there's that there, you've got so much room to play with and there's there's a lot of stuff that you can put in there. Um, so love it. I love it. Very practical. So what are the drawbacks? Um, let's talk about that. The main drawback here is that it is a heavy bike. It's uh, it's 13 and a half kilograms by itself, not loaded up with anything. Um, and, you know, I'll chalk that up to it being a full steel bike. Um, but like I, I've 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 never owned a different steel bike, but I have like ridden a few friends um, like, you know, just classic cruisers, classic commuters um, that are full steel as well. Um and those ones have have all felt much much lighter than this bike. Um, I don't know what it exactly it is about about this bike that makes it so heavy, but it is pretty heavy. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm probably not going to be uh, winning any sprints on this thing, um, but um, like the heaviness and the long wheelbase honestly does contribute to making it a very, very stable ride. Um, you know, I, I recently, uh, when I put the, the Eagle, this, this Marin four corners into the shop for a little while for some, uh, for some TLC, uh, I had to go back and borrow, uh, my brother's bike, which is, you know, my old 
specialized Cirrus uh, for a little while, and riding around on that thing with like one pannier on the back, you know, so a, you know a little bit of weight in that pannier, right? A little bit off center, um, and I was noticing that like, oh wow, yeah, I can I can definitely feel the way that that pannier is affecting the handling a little bit. Like anytime if I needed to like bunny hop over a, a, a pothole or whatever, right? I could feel the bike trying to tilt to the left towards where I had the uh, the, the pannier mounted. Um, and that has, and, you know, I'd completely forgotten about that sensation because I haven't really had that uh, on the four corners. The The weight of the, the bike itself on the four corners uh, keeps it stable uh, even when you've got, you know, a fair amount of stuff in a pannier off to the side. Now, uh, most touring bikes uh, that, you know, with similar geometry, similar size and everything to this one uh, are going to be much, much more expensive than this. And, um, you know, you can kind of tell some of the things, some of the lengths that Marin had to go to to, like, make sure that they were hitting this price point. Um, so, like, for example, little things like, oh, mechanical brakes instead of hydraulic brakes. Um, I do, I don't really mind it. Um, I mean, I, I am aware that it's not as fancy as hydraulic brakes, but at the same time, like, I don't know, I kind of like the, the mechanical click of the brakes whenever I like release them. So it's of course not a, a deal breaker, but it is a thing. Um, the cables, you know, the shifting cables and the brake cables, um, they're tacked to the outside of the frame instead of like, you know, having this, uh, feeding through the inside of the frame. That's kind of a fancy thing that they didn't do. Um, the bar tape isn't very resilient. I've had it for just over a year and it's already kind of, you know, starting to, to separate and everything. Um, though it is very, very squishy and comfortable. I like that. Um, and also the bar end caps that came with this bike uh, pop out pretty easily in particular. So after we got the handlebars adjusted properly uh, during my bike fitting, whenever I turn the handlebars as far as they will go the the ends of the drop bars right uh it comes just about like it's almost perfectly aligned so that they would go right underneath the uh top tube of of the frame um but it's not quite like they they kind of they bump up against the bottom of the top tube just a little bit and when i had the bar end caps that originally came with the bike on there those bar end caps would kind of, would would pop out pretty easily um, because you know it would kind of slam against the um, the top tube and then you know kind of wedge itself underneath just a little bit and then when you pull it back out um, then uh, that that would kind of pull the the bar end caps with it um, so Luckily, uh, one of my friends gave me some bar end caps uh, made by Wolftooth, and they, they're much, much uh, better at, uh, at staying in there. I've actually had zero problems with them since then. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it was 100% just like Marin used some like really cheapo uh, bar end caps there. Um, the saddle on this thing, I mean, I don't really know much about saddles, but it it is... I think the thing about this bike that I would definitely change next uh, is I have been thinking about like yeah I, I get I get numb 
in the in the saddle area um, and uh, during during long rides. And so I think that exploring different saddles is probably the next thing in my future. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't I can't imagine that Marin is you know went out and got like a super expensive um, fancy saddle for this. Um, also the wheel set, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know much about wheel sets either, but, um, friends who, uh, work in the industry, you know, convinced me that, oh yeah, this is a really basic wheel set. You should probably, uh, replace it. Um, so we'll talk about some of the, the, the replacements and changes to the build that I did, um, in a bit, but, uh, yeah, that, that was definitely on the, uh, on the chopping block. So, yeah, given all of this, um, the fact that, like, they they put together a really, like, a good touring bike at a good price point, but I feel like it's kind of held back a little bit by a lot of the components that they chose in order to make, you know, hit that price point. I almost, I almost wish, I, I do wish that Marin, like, provided this frame as a just like like just buy the frame and then build up your own build um you know order a bunch of custom components through your bike shop and have them build it up for you that kind of thing um but they don't uh I, it doesn't seem from from what i know of marin that really doesn't seem like the kind of thing that they do they they pretty much only it seems like they only sell uh like full bike builds um and that's, you know, I guess, I mean, that's their philosophy. So there it is. All right. So let's talk about uh, some of the changes that I have made to this bike. Um, so the very first thing that I did, of course, was uh, those tires, um, the big knobby 42C tires. Um, I mean, I don't think that there was anything wrong with those tires necessarily, but they really, they weren't what I was looking for, right? Um, because I wasn't going to be going out and doing a bunch of gravel. Um, I primarily was going to be using this bike uh, for, you know, within the city, uh, commuting and and running errands, um, and then uh, occasionally taking it out for long tours or, you know, single day rides. Um, but, uh, in, in both of those cases, like I wanted something uh, a little bit smoother. So I went and, uh, got some 35 C, uh, slicks. Um, originally I had, uh, the Paneracer T-Serve on them. And now I have a different Paneracer model that I don't remember the name of. Um, but, uh, the, the tires that I currently have on it have those tan sidewalls. So we're, we're back to the good uh, you know, stock aesthetic, uh, with the tan side walls that, that go really, really well with the, uh, sky blue frame. Uh, later on, I decided to try out, uh, having like a dynamo hub to power some lights and a USB charger. Um, and that was the perfect opportunity, uh, to have my shop build me an entirely new wheel set as well. Um, so not only did we, um, build a front wheel, with the dynamo hub um, but we also like built uh, a rear wheel to to match um, and those both are using uh, the hydra rims um, i like it a lot feels great um, and now i have you know the the stock wheel set that came with this bike uh just kind of sitting sitting on my porch waiting for i don't know anything catastrophic to happen with my other wheel set so i have a backup if i need one 
Um, the pedals, of course, uh, I actually, like, completely by coincidence, um, right when I was buying this bike, I also, uh, a friend of mine had some, like, clipless shoes that uh that they that they didn't want anymore and uh and they were the right size for me so i was like oh yeah i'll take those off your hands um so i i replaced the uh the platform uh pedals that came with this thing with some uh, clipless pedals um so yeah the 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 pedals that i got do have a platform on one side and clipless on the other side though. So, uh, I can wear just like my tennis shoes or whatever, uh, if I, if I want to, uh, while riding this thing around in the city. And then of course I loaded it up with a bunch of accessories. So I've got fenders on it. Uh, I've got front and rear cargo racks. Um, originally I had the pizza rack on here, of course. Um, love the pizza rack. If you want to listen to the review of that, uh, I don't remember what, episode number it is but i'll put the uh the link to it in the show notes um now however uh i i took the pizza rack off of it and i um went with some uh you know a much lower profile uh front rack that is uh only meant for panniers it's, it doesn't have like a, a top platform or anything like that um so it 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 looks it looks the part of a touring bike much more now um and also i mean like having having this lower profile uh front rack I, I is a lot better for handling as well uh than than the the pizza rack which rides very very high relative to the wheel uh i think i mentioned earlier that i put some aero bars on this thing um very very good for long rides um just tucking in getting nice and comfy and and uh and just pedaling forever um, I got some dynamo lights on it. Uh, I got a USB charger and, uh, and I've got a trailer hitch on it for, for my really basic Schwinn, uh, toddler trailer that I use for, for grocery hauls every once in a while. Um, yeah. And then possible future, uh, changes. I think that, I think that we're very, very close to like the final form that I want this bike to have um like i like i mentioned i'm not entirely sure about the saddle um because i i don't know much about saddles um but that is something that i am open to explore um i think that that is the one and only thing now that i could really change to to make this into a better experience a better uh touring bike um but other than that very happy with this bike. Um, I think that this was definitely this, this. This definitely feels like a bike that I will be able to have and and use for a long, long time. Um, I th- I think that it fits it fits most of the riding that I do very, very well. Um, now, of course, like there are things that I want to do that this would not be able to do right like i i number one i don't want to expose this bike to the winter at all uh i i don't this this is my precious baby uh i'm not going to let it uh, experience any of that ice none of that road salt nah um but uh you know it 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 can it can handle some like very very light single track if i have the right tires on it but oh man i do 
want to get back to some good single track and uh and and this is not quite the right bike for that so um like that is something that i like if i if i were to buy another uh another bike like single track is i think the thing that i have in mind that 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 would be for but in terms of using a bike as a primary form of transportation, as, you know, a, a utilitarian uh, tool, I think, you know, the Marin Four Corners, it does everything that I that I could want it to do in that regard, right? Everything from city commuting, right, to, like, I mean, touring is kind of the ultimate expression of, like, of utilitarian cycling, right? Because you are using this simple machine to go vast distances, and uh, and I love it for that. Thanks for listening to this episode of Second Opinion. I am your host, Ian R. Buck. You can find me on Twitter as Ian R. Buck. This episode is released under a Creative Commons attribution license, so feel free to use any or all of it as you see fit, as long as you link back to the original page, which once again is thenexus.tv slash SO117. If you would like to discuss this episode with other listeners, you can do so on our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash thenexustv. And if you are willing and able to support us financially as we continue to make technology-focused podcasts, you can uh, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TV. Until next time, have a good one. The Nexus. The Nexus. The Nexus TV. Podcasts from, from the, the Technological, technological Convergence. convergence. Technology is ever-evolving. It touches every part of our lives, both influencing and being influenced by society. I'm Ian Arbuck, and I know it's hard to stay on top of everything you need to know to live in this digital world. That's why, every month on The Extra Dimension, we explore a different aspect of the technological convergence. Find it on our website, thenexus.tv, or by searching for The Extra Dimension in your favorite podcast player.